Uh, numbers do add up for Frank Morano. He gets huge ratings every weeknight, overnight, huge ratings. Does a terrific show the other side of midnight. And when it comes to this stuff, local politics, I think he's the best in the game. So I'm inviting him on this morning. Here he is, my good friend Frank. Mr. Morano, how are you this morning? I am very well, Sid. Good morning, and uh, congratulations to your friend Tom Sullivan. Uh, you were talking about Tom Sullivan before anybody else was, and uh, that appears to be one of five new Republican elected officials in New York City. You should certainly be taking a victory lap in Queens today. I wanted to do that. I texted him this morning at 543. He got back to me at 546. He said, I'm up by 248 with 98% of the vote in then they just stopped. I said, well, did you win? He said, no. He said he's uh, well, waiting he... from the official word from the Board of Elections. So he's confident like you are, but he hasn't won just yet. Yeah, uh, I tell you, though, uh, for all these Democratic incumbents to be losing within New York City uh, is a pretty impressive night for the Republicans. I mean, you could let's say Sullivan holds on and I realize maybe um, he shouldn't be measuring the drapes in his Albany office just yet. That will be five new Republican elected officials in New York City. That's incredible. And if you look at some of these fellows that are losing, uh, Peter Abadi has been a Democratic assemblyman from Brooklyn from almost. 40 years. He's trailing. Stephen Simberowitz has been in uh, in Brooklyn as assemblyman there for almost 20 years. He's losing. Um, the seat that in Staten Island, Sam Perizzolo, has won. That's the seat that belongs to the Democratic chairman, Mike Cusick. He's held that seat as a Democrat for 20 years. Um, so, and as you pointed out, four new, in all likelihood, Republican members of Congress from New York State. That is wild. That means if all those victories hold, after January, there'll be 26 members of Congress from New York, 13 Democrats and 13 Republicans. I mean, to have an equal number of Republicans and Democrats representing New York in Congress. I mean, that's uh, wild. It's unprecedented. No, you're right about that. And of course, you're talking about those uh, four Congress seats, Gesposito, Molinero, Lawler and Santos. But it just feels like the Zeldin loss. Everything else gets overshadowed. You're right. They have four Congress seats and and the guys, Democrats in Brooklyn, 30 years, he's out. But you talk about the gubernatorial race here in New York and no one, no one who was voting or rooting for Zeldin is overly excited about what you're talking about right now, even though it is a good night for the Republicans. The Zeldin loss, as you know, overshadows everything. Well, you know, uh, you're right. I mean, I, I never really expected the Zeldin race to be competitive. The last time uh, I was on with you, uh, I, I told you that. I wasn't sure why so many Republicans thought this race was competitive. Uh, I suspect it had to do a lot with the people that were getting paychecks from the Zeldin campaign, right. namely pollsters and campaign and operators. I, and I think also people, uh, I guess they believe if they're enthusiastic enough that that'll result in a win, which is silly. But as, right. I well, said, as I said moments before you came on, numbers don't lie. I know Pataki won 16 years ago, but it's almost it's right. almost impossible for right. a Republican to ago. win. I mean, right. It's almost impossible. It just doesn't add up. Well, no, I mean, and you said it, Sid, the numbers don't lie, and uh, you've been a sports fan, and you've also been a sports gambler, and you know that when you're betting, you can't bet because you like a team. You have to bet on what the most likely outcome is, and if Republicans want to start winning elections statewide again, and again, I think this is a good night for Republicans in New York, not a great night, but a good night, um, then they have to start running Republicans like George Pataki and Rudy Giuliani of 1993. You have to run folks that are uh, socially liberal 
liberal and that are Democrat light on all the key polarizing issues uh, that support banning assault weapons and things like that. Um, and if you have a Republican view on uh, things like school choice, charter schools, uh, taxes and crime, uh, you have to be willing to look the other way. Look, if you look at all the blue states that have had Republican governors recently, Massachusetts, uh, Vermont, uh, the list goes on and on, Maryland, these are folks that would be Democrats in a lot of other places, but they're moving the needle forward on a, a lot of important public policy issues. And I think um, I, I think you have to start looking at nominating candidates like Rudy, uh, Rudy Giuliani, like Judy Giuliani was pro-choice, pro-Mario Cuomo, uh, pro-assault weapon ban. And uh, he was someone that did an incredible job as mayor. Imagine if you had let any of those litmus test issues yeah. prevent you yep. from nominating him. Think yep. about how different New York would be today. No, listen, I'm the same guy, by the way. I mean, I'm adamant about that. I'm pro-choice, pro-gay marriage, you know, ban assault weapons. I'm all those things. And if, in fact, Kathy Hochul did win because of the abortion issue, then yes, a guy like Rudy Giuliani would have been a better candidate, although I don't believe that's the case. I don't believe Kathy Hochul or any of these Democrats won on any specific issue. As long as there is a D in front of their name, they can call for public executions in the street. They can call for innocent people to get mowed down. They would still win because the bottom line is Democrats vote Democrat no matter what. If this is not the perfect example of that, I don't know what is. Well, uh, agreed. And look, there are not a lot of, uh, uh, as you could, uh, as Beto O'Rourke will tell you in Texas and uh, Charlie Crist will tell you in Florida, Republicans in those states are voting Republican as well. It sort of takes a perfect storm to get the folks in the in the current era to switch from red to blue. And, and that's one of the reasons I've always been for nonpartisan elections. I mean, you've been talking about it all morning in, in uh, Pennsylvania. John Fetterman is going to the U.S. Senate in the wheelchair that Stephen Hawking used to communicate. <laughs> Okay. Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, Herschel Walker, you have all these Republicans rooting for him, even though he drove a school bus full of women that he impregnated to the abortion clinic, right? Because they don't care about the quality of the candidate. They care only about partisanship. I, I mean, this guy, yeah, and let's be this honest, guy is going to vote my way. I mean, Hers Herschel Walker, let's be honest. We need him to win. We want to get control of the Senate. He is a brutal candidate. I mean, right, brutal. Well, but understand, and Democrats view Fetterman the same way. They watched that debate where he couldn't really communicate and he was saying goodnight at the beginning of the debate. They viewed that as, oh my goodness, I can't believe I have to root for this guy. That's the problem with this polarization that has taken hold in our country. People are just rooting for someone that's going to uh, vote in an R or a D direction, irrespective of how good of a, yeah. a candidate they actually are. Well said. About a minute to go, Frank Morano, other side of midnight, such a talented, smart guy. Give me a, a race that really shocked you that the Republicans won and a race that kind of shocked you that they lost specifically here in New York. Well, I got to tell you, the race uh, that I was really impressed by and uh, it really warmed my heart was my friend Nicole Maliotakis winning in such a landslide. I knew she was going to win. I uh, thought she would win by about 10 points. I never dreamed that she would win with upwards of 61% of the vote. And uh, that goes to show you where uh, things are. Um, as far as races that uh, that the Republicans didn't win, which uh, I thought they that they might have had a, a shot at, I was um, interested in another Staten Island race, Joe 
Joe Tyrone got 46% of the vote uh, for what had been a Democratic state Senate seat. I uh, was surprised that uh, that race was as tight as it has as it was because that's always been a Democratic uh, district. But no, I think Peter Abadi going down in Brooklyn, uh, that uh, that Republican win over there, I think that uh, that was quite a surprise. I tell you, a guy that's got to be pretty nervous today is Staten Island District Attorney Mike McMahon because he's up for re-election next year and uh, Staten Island just got a whole lot redder and mm. uh, I would be very nervous if I were him next year. All right. Excellent show last night. Great job just now with me this morning. You're the man, Frank Morano. Thank you so much. Terrific job. Enjoy your day. Thank you, Sid. That's my guy, Frank Morano. Check him out every weeknight, the other side of midnight. It's a great show. Man knows his stuff. He really does. If you had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.